Welcome to the Open Door Real Estate Podcast, where we will be opening the doors to the minds of those who own, you got it, multiple doors, and all professionals in relation. Today's podcast is brought to you by Barnett Capital, working with equity partners to create wealth through multifamily real estate. Let us do the work while you enjoy the returns. Today's host is the one and only Matt Barnett. Get ready to open your mind because we are about to do so to those who own multiple doors. All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the third episode of the Open Door Real Estate Podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Mr. David Tupin. Thank you for being on here and taking the time out of your day. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on no here. No problem, dude. <laughs> so, no problem, my man. For those who don't know who David is, David is a top millennial real estate investor, speaker, and entrepreneur. David is the co-founder of Obsidian Capital, an Austin, Texas-based real estate investment firm. David started investing at the age of 19 in Michigan, where he bought his first property in college, which was a 12-unit apartment complex. Prior to graduating with a finance degree at the University of Detroit Mercy, David had acquired $7 million in multifamily real estate holdings at the time. And by the age of 24 years old, David has acted as a key principal with over $50 million in real estate holdings and has raised north of over $10 million in capital. Utilizing David's best-selling multifamily deal analyzer, he has ventured into the tech area through the founding of his new software company, Real Estate Lab. And you know we're going to jump straight into that. Tell us about the Real <laughs> Estate Lab because I've seen, I mean, there's, there's not too much out there. You put little sneak peeks on like Facebook Live and stuff and your YouTube videos, which have amazing content, by the way, it has the Real Estate Lab intro and everything. So how we start with that? Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, thanks again for having me, man. This is kind of cool because you and I used to kick it in Michigan. And then mm -hmm. um, when I just got started, I feel like for the whole first year, we used to go to meetups and stuff together. So this is this is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah so real estate lab. Uh, I built this analyzer spreadsheet for apartments, basically mm -hmm. input numbers. It helps you figure out what price to pay and create, you know, budgets, pro formas and see what type of returns that you're going to have when you buy a multifamily property. Um, it lets you split stuff up for syndications, bringing investors in. It kind of has all those features. So uh, never intended to sell it. I literally just built it to use myself. And then people started getting interested in it. So, um, you know, I've, I've sold a ton of them in the past year. And I have a free version that thousands of people use now. So uh, I decided, why not bring technolo you know, technology into the mix even further and start a software company? Let me put this into a web browser. Mm -hmm. and add in a ton of other features which will help automate the process and make it even easier and simpler for people to use. So I started Real Estate Lab. It's still early stages, and that's why you haven't seen a ton of it because uh, it's being built. It's, we're beta testing, um, and by the time I finished phase one of it, uh, I, I figured out I, I want to do phase two before I even launch it because there's yeah, so much more I want to add to it. So uh, it'll be hopefully um, – you know, end of the summer, 2020 is my goal to have it first launched. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, dude, it's going to be awesome. You can upload financials. It's going to automatically pull data out of them, input it into the analyzer. Uh, you know, you could have, you know, preset 
uh, operating expense inputs, to speed up the process. It'll help you back into what price you need based on the returns you want. I mean, everything. It's going to be sweet. So, so basically, you're going to put CoStar out of business. Yeah, it'll be a little different than CoStar, but there are a couple no, of other companies that'll probably put out of business because uh, they charge so much for the same product. They charge, mm-hmm. you know, ten times more than what I'm going to charge. I want everybody to be able to use it. So yeah, uh, it's going to be yeah. Yeah, I just mentioned that because as a real estate agent right now, I mean, I pay maybe 125 dollars a quarter for real comp, like the MLS or whatever. I was like, oh cool, I'll just go grab CoStar, dude. I I would have to pay like 1,500 dollars a month just for Michigan. <laughs> yeah, just for Michigan. So we have a brokerage. So we pay fourteen hundred dollars a month for uh, uh, for national access, but mm. it's a lot for coast. I mean, it's a lot. It's not cheap. And if you're not yeah. a brokerage, you want national. It's like three grand a month. So yeah, yeah, um, it's, crazy. it's crazy. So, but I am one of those people. I do have. I didn't purchase your full deal analyzer yet, but I do have the free one because when I first got into it, you mentioned it. I'm like, I'll just use that to learn the numbers, oh, which yeah. is perfect. So. uh I'm going to jump back to a little bit in the beginning now. I know we met in Livonia, Michigan and whatnot. And at that time, and I'm going to step on the importance of networking and building relationships here for a second, because obviously no names or anything, but at the time you were putting on a monthly meetup at that location. And that's where we met. That's where we met a lot of people. I mean, you met Kalachi there who films amazing ass videos for like your secret acts events and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so cover and not actually, I'm going to touch on this too, before I go into that. Not only do you go to these big multifamily conferences, you spoke at a few. And since I mentioned Secret X, you put on some of your own events and everything. So at the end of the day, it's this endless networking circle that's going to take everybody to the next level. So cover, tell us about the importance of doing those things and going to things like that. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about being in business, especially business like real estate, relationships are everything. You know, I mean, every everything I do is based on relationships, whether I'm raising capital or I'm finding deals through brokers or, uh, you know, I am looking for vendors or contractors. I mean, everything is relationship based. So mm-hmm. the more that I'm out there networking, building relationships with people, and I'm not talking just exchanging business cards. I mean, what we do is people we have good relationships <laughs> with. I mean, we'll take um on hunting trips, we're, we're talking right now about going to an F1 race and getting a suite oh, wow. with some of our top investors uh, to take care of them. Like, I mean, we, we truly like, I was just at the Phoenix Open in Arizona with one of my biggest investors a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago. We take relationships super seriously. And, and that's where our, that's why our business thrives. So the more I network, the more I go out and I speak at a lot of these events. Uh, I started Secret X, which is a travel mastermind company. We go to exotic locations and mastermind with other, you know, rockstar business owners. Um, and so, you know, just all of that combined and, and through social media, uh, I've just built a tremendous network of people that are like-minded and, you know, we can all grow together. Yeah, absolutely. And then what is, I know this one might be a little more private as far as I know, and I don't even, I'm going to completely slaughter the name, but it's like the 20 under 21 or something like that under 20. <laughs> yeah. So 20, 20 in their twenties. Okay. So uh, basically I'm throwing this event in June in Austin and it's uh, you know, I, I've, I've made all these friends over the past several years that are really rock stars in their own right in, in, in real estate and a couple other businesses like marketing and whatnot. And so I figure why not, I benefit so much from being friends with all these people. It motivates me. Mm-hmm. I motivate them. Like we learn from each other. Why not get them all into one location and just kick it for a weekend? And so 
Uh, I booked this whole boutique hotel downtown Austin. We've got about 22 people come in, mostly 20s, some people in their 30s, uh, but really essentially it's just get a bunch of young rock star entrepreneurs together. Uh, and we can talk about, you know, what, what we do, what's working, what's not working and just really become friends. I mean, uh, we might do some business while we're there and actually get deals done or do something. But really the goal is let's be long-term friends because we're all going to be at the top of our industry when we're, you know, 20 years down the road. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're getting all those mindsets together at one event, shit, there's going to be business yeah. happening down the road. Game changer, <laughs> game changer dude. That's, that's awesome. So I know you touched on this a little bit because I have one of my questions here is talking about retaining your investor relationships, but you said like you went to that, that golf event and stuff and you do all these other events. What are some non-event related things you do to keep that relationship with your investors? Obviously besides the amazing returns you give them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just always staying in touch with them, uh, communicating. We text a lot. A lot of my investors are, are excited when new deals come out that they can you know, invest in. Um, I went on a ski trip with a couple, uh, you know, about a month ago. Um, I have one that's in Florida. He lives in Boca and I'm, you know, I'm back and forth there every other month. We just, honestly, we just become good friends. He's an ultra high net worth individual. We'll, we'll fly around on his plane and tour deals and we've just become really good friends and, and we relate. So we love business. We're deal junkies. And so I, I really just make it a point, you know, for, for all of our investors, but, uh, you know, our, our very active ones. I mean, we, we like to become good friends, right? So yeah. I think that, I think people do, people do business at the end of the day with people that they like to do business with. Yeah, Not absolutely. just because of uh, returns or money or, um, or, you know, cloud or whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, but people do business with people they like to do business with. And yeah. that's what my current business partner taught me and always says. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love doing business with people I like. People I don't like, I don't do business with. I have, I have a choice. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I hear that a lot from a lot of the guys that are actually out there doing it, like yourself, is, I mean, some people, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having, like, 40 units or something. But, like, oh, I have, like, a verbal agreement that I have investors. And then there's guys like you. It's like, we're friends with our investors. We're going on these trips. We're hanging out. It's like, at that point, I mean, they're just a part of it everything at that point like <laughs> yeah it's trust dude it's like yeah. I, I have people i know right now if i put a deal out i could send five texts and get and get probably two million dollars of investment through yeah. text messages i couldn't do that years several years ago <laughs> but because i build these relationships these people trust me when i say i've got a good deal they're coming in on it yeah. so uh you know it's trust and, and integrity i mean these people know that our company we work with integrity and we're good people uh, and we and we don't make financial decisions uh, that would impact them in a negative way for our own personal gain, which a lot of people, honestly, unfortunately, do. Yeah. So uh, we have their best interests in mind. So yeah, <clears throat> that's fantastic. That'll take you a lot farther in business with integrity and trust. Than just integrity is everything. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have. I mean, if you don't have it, what do you have? You yeah. Have nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So I listened to uh, one of Rod's podcasts, obviously the one with the Glenn, because I, I always wanted to hear the background story on that. I didn't realize you guys actually met at Rod's house, technically. Yeah, we met at Rod's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His first, Rod's first ever mastermind. He's got a huge, one of the best, if not the best multifamily mastermind. Mm -hmm. um, it's called the Multifamily Boardroom. Uh, and his first one ever, he invited me to. I was 21 years old. 
That's yeah, crazy. And, uh, a little punk from Michigan. I had a couple <laughs> apartment buildings under my belt. I was the smallest owner in the room, but uh, I ended up forming a company with the largest owner in the room, yeah, which is insane. really cool. It's a dream come true for me. So, um, yeah. That's to say, well, you're doing something right. Because I, I know Glenn mentioned in the podcast, like I think it was uh, him and his wife were sitting in the crowd somewhere when you were actually on stage presenting about talk about your deal analyzer. And they're like, we need that kind of energy in the company. We need that kind of skill. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yep, like, exactly. So it's like, and, and it's synergy, dude. <laughs> I mean, you, when you develop like a skill like that, which for me is I'm very analytical and I know the numbers in, in multifamily and I would venture to say I'm somewhat of an expert at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a value to people like, him who is extremely good at operations he knows the numbers but he's not going to be spending all day in a spreadsheet so we have a great synergy that way yeah and that's what you're for yeah. <laughs> for now i'm sure you're gonna have, yeah. once you get once your office is done you guys are gonna it's gonna take over the world and actually i'm gonna touch on that so on here i had you had three developments but you went live on facebook last night and mentioned you have four yeah let's yeah, talk about adding, totally so uh, first one is we're building our corporate office here in Austin, Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. as we grow, uh, we want an office to work out of for the next, you know, five, six, seven years, uh, until we hopefully grow out of it, <laughs> which means we're doing well. But, uh, yeah, so we're building that ground up right now. It's just breaking ground. We're doing site work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a 50 unit apartment complex, uh, outside of Austin that we're also building that should break ground in the next, you know, month or two. Nice. Uh, and then we have two. Um, new developments that we're working on er- earlier stages in the pipeline. One is has preliminary approval, site plan approval, and we've got to work it through, get the architecturals done. Mm-hmm. That's going to be just under 100 units and a little bit of commercial space. And then oh, wow. we've got a 100-unit townhome project that is very early stages. But uh, what we've done is just through relationships and networking, uh, a friend from Dallas referred this guy to me. His mom owned a piece of land about 10 acres, mm-hmm. um, you know, outside of Austin and they don't have the ability to go through and do the large development on their own with it, but they have the land. So they're going to contribute the land to us in a development and we're going to work together to get it built. And yeah. so the land is almost like their investment into the deal. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's crazy. You got a lot going on. And on top of that, it, at least on your, your goals, I, maybe those units are part of it, but you guys are aiming for another thousand units this year. Yeah, I'd like to make it too. I guess we'll see. Oh, we're, about to oh go, we're going on a contract tomorrow on 230 apartments in Michigan. That's awesome. So I'll be back in Michigan and very soon in the next couple of weeks. Right on. So obviously, so my, I guess around my business plan in multifamily is the more class B value add, which tends to be a lot of, you know, when you first get into syndicating, it seems to be the, the trend. Now you've been looking at class A and obviously doing the development stuff. Let's start with, let's jump back to development. How's the structure around something like that? Kind of work how's that go yeah so it's it's very similar um and, and by the way we still we don't really buy any class a properties we okay. we're just de- just development right now we we still all everything we buy is b and c class value okay that's still that's still where we find the best uh, deals um but in terms of the development very similar to regular syndication on an existing property uh in terms of financially structuring it i mean mm-hmm. you know the the loans you get are a little bit different you know, we're moving towards doing HUD, HUD development loans, uh, which are a pretty extensive process. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of the way we structure with investors, we still raise capital. We have a split with the investors and you know, our plan is to hold, either hold it long term or 
you know, refi in a couple of years or sell in five year period or something like that. So yeah. depends on the deal, but very similar to a typical syndication. Uh, however, if, if we're getting raw land that's um, not approved, we you have to go through a much longer process. You know, it takes six, seven, eight, nine months, mm. times longer to get, to get land and title. Um, and so that's why when we have owners that are willing to contribute land, it's great because we don't have to buy the land or give them a big deposit up front to lock it up for a year while we go and get it titled. We're almost working together with them. Mm-hmm. We put less money out of pocket up front and we have less risk in that way where once we get it approved and once we get the loan approved, that's when they get their land converts to equity or that's when they get their land bought out. So um, it, it's, I think that way where the owners contribute land is a great strategy. Otherwise, uh, on our fifth, you know, first deal that we're doing right now, apartment-wise, we're, we actually bought the land and we held it for about a year to get it finalized and entitled. Um, so we've been sitting on, you know, three quarters of a million dollars in cash out of pocket mm-hmm. that we're waiting to get back when we close <laughs> on this development So yeah. and fund it. But, you know, it, it's, it's better to not be sitting on that cash making <laughs> no returns for you. Yeah, of course. So I know, so... You're working with the actual landowner. So out of all your deals, how many were actually direct to seller and how many were from a broker? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I've done three, four, five, five with brokers. Um, those are all apartment deals. Two, uh, one was completely direct seller. The second one right now is kind of direct to seller. So uh, I'd say five broker, two fully off market, and then a couple of these land deals are direct to seller as well. So yeah. I'd say about five or six to three or four would be the so ratio. 50 basically. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Yeah. <laughs> right on. And then let me jump onto the broker aspect for a second, just because I'm obviously newer into the multifamily field. I'm sure this is a common question, but broker relationships is a pain in the ass when you first get started. These dudes will not respond to me. I'm out here buying lunch and shit. <laughs> they're like, and then by the time they send me something that's on the market, I'm like, well, that means nobody else wanted it. So it's probably overpriced. <laughs> right. I think, dude, it's a, I think it's a mindset and it's a confidence thing. Um, yeah. I, when I started, I, I didn't, I think the biggest reason why I was successful at a young age, and I get the question all the time why or how did you become successful in this business? And how did people take you seriously when you were so young, when you started? And for me, uh, first two years, I honestly, I wore a suit every day because I thought it helped me look older. See more, I remember see that. More <laughs> so I always used to wear a suit. I don't wear suits anymore now. Uh, barely. I, I used to wear a suit all the time. When I talked to brokers, I had enough knowledge in my head that I could speak very confidently about the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And, and a little bit of that is fake it till you make it. Uh-huh, but of course. When I was meeting with the brokers, I could, I could confidently say like, Hey, what, you know, what properties do you guys have available? I didn't sound like a, like a, uh, a newcomer to the industry. Right. I made sure that I sounded like I was experienced. I'd be like, Oh, what properties do you have available? You know, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for value add, you know, hundred, hundred plus unit properties. Uh, what do you got? And, you know, they'd rattle something off and I'd be like, Oh, what price per door are you asking for that? Or, you know, mm. what type of market, what's the occupancy. When you can speak confidently about that stuff, they instantly feel like you have the credibility, you have the ability, and you have the track record to close. Yeah. Um, and so 
I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy, but I, <laughs> I still was able to talk with brokers and get a lot of deals sent to me from a young age, uh, especially because a lot of it's over the phone. They don't really know how old you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? At first, until you tour the property and you show up and they're like, who's this kid? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should get rid of the picture in my email signature then. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you're good. I think, I, think it, I think it's like it comes down to at the end of the day, like what you, if you write them like a four paragraph email, you know, introducing yourself, explaining why, you know, you want to look at properties with them, like they're not going to take you seriously. Just hit them up and say, hey, what, what, what deals you got right now? Okay, like literally, that's like well, my emails. Are, my emails are like them. Hey, hey, what kind of deals do you guys have uh, that I can take a look at right now? Like super simple. And uh, or let's jump on a call and talk about some of the deals I'm ready to buy. So, um, confidence I think is one. I mean, brokers are also super busy. They're getting millions of people hitting them up because the family's hot. Of course, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's just a like anything it's relationships yeah of course come in strong with the confidence basically build that relationship and then it'll come work in out strong. yeah yep. absolutely so here here comes the portion of this podcast where at first it was a rapid fire question kind of deal and now it turned into even though it's only like the third one just questions that'll get someone thinking and kind of bring out a more personal non-business side out of you and some of them are still business related so this one is business related this one i wrote down here what has been your biggest challenge and what did you learn from it? Um, biggest challenge, I think, uh, in the beginning was raising money. Um, what did I learn from it? I learned the wrong way. What's the right and what's the wrong way to uh, pitch an investor? Uh, what's the right way to display information? I think the first time I went to raise money, I put like all these documents in a Dropbox link and sent it to investors and expected them to go through and understand what the hell they're looking at. You got to put like a concise PDF together. All mm-hmm. they open it up in the, in the email, I'll type in some high level details to get them interested. The PDF will have pictures, return details, uh, what we want to do with the project, why it's a good deal. And when you have something legitimate together like that, you know, a lot of investors don't even go all the way through it and they're like, okay, this seems like a good deal. So uh, if they trust you, right. Um, So I I think learning the right and wrong way to raise capital (laughs) was huge. Absolutely. So you almost put together like an investor OM, basically. It is OM, yeah, (laughs) offering memorandum for investors. Basically, yeah. All right, now this question I really love. I love getting answered from this. What three people that are alive would you like to have dinner with? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I think he's a real estate master. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, who wouldn't want to get dinner with the current president of the United States? Seriously. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, man. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Okay. Would be another. Uh, and... I would say one of the big real estate greats like Sam Zell or mm. Steve Ross or one of those guys. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. That's a, that's a solid lineup. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Here's, you might, you might not have to answer this question. If the multifamily industry didn't exist, what would you be doing for a living? <laughs> if it didn't exist, I'd be in real estate somehow. I just love real estate. Yeah. Real estate didn't exist. I'd be I'd be running some kind of business. I mean, I'm a I'm a purebred entrepreneur, dude. Yeah. Like ever since I was a kid, like 13, I started my first business. So I would be 
how to be some sort of an entrepreneur. Yeah. And it was, what was, was it? It was landscaping, wasn't it? Or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And then you, you actually sold that company. Yeah. Not for a lot, but yeah. I know. But the so, fact that you didn't just like quit it to move on, you, you kept that mindset. We're like, I'm still going to make money off of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like 16 when I did that. Yeah. That's awesome. So basically no matter what, you're going to be successful. Nothing stopping you no matter what industry it is. So you could, you could probably right. dominate it if you focus on it basically. hundred percent. Perfect. That's how I feel. So in here, I do have a, uh, Ashley, let me see if I can get you on this book of recommendation. Oh man. I've got to say uh, maintenance man, a millionaire. It's a book, my business partner. Oh, you've got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. My business partner, Glenn just wrote that book. He's a phenomenal guy. And so anyone who has a chance, who's interested in real estate or wants to think about investing with our company, read that book and you'll get a good picture on, you know, what kind of people we are. So, yeah, that's fantastic. I had literally just got it in the mail, so I haven't broke into it yet because I like to finish one book at a time or else I'll get distracted. But I mean, you started that. as a maintenance man fixing toilets on apartment buildings to owning $300 million in real estate. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. That's, that's OG. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's killer. And so. it's, it's insane. So basically, that is, that's all I got for you. That I mean, you, you answered everything I wanted that you got. I mean... I like to keep Dude, what's going with, on with you, man. Like you're, you're on this, you're trying to get into multifamily, right? Like how, yeah. how can I help? Like what, like, like what obstacles are you seeing? I'm actually curious. Yeah. So the first one is the broker one. And then I have yet to do any marketing to like direct to owners or anything like that, which is probably what I need to do. Um, okay. I found so far, so I'm looking for a hundred plus units and we're looking in Michigan, Tennessee. Um, the out of state thing's been a little tougher because you don't really live in there. And I've been trying to master the markets in those areas, but Michigan, I've got kind of figured out. I got like the lenders and everyone in Michigan. Um, when it comes to raising capital, I'm probably only at like two, three hundred thousand confidently. So okay. I got a few. It's a good start. It is. It's a start, but not for a hundred units. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I honestly, I have a, uh, I have a opinion that's a little different. It's contrary to a lot of other people. Yeah, everyone says go 100 plus units. I think mm -hmm. the first deal you should do under 50 units. Okay. Uh, as long as your loan size is bigger than a million because you have better loan options. But, you know, do 20 units, dude. Do, do 25 or 30 units because uh, it's going to be easier. You're going to feel better about doing it, more confident. Uh, you're not going to make as much money off of it at first, which is okay. But you're going to, because it's smaller, you're going to get more experience. You're going to be able to be more hands-on. Yeah. When you do a hundred unit deal, you're going to have to come partner with somebody like me, which you'll still learn a ton on. Mm -hmm. uh, however, you know, we're going to be doing a majority of the work yeah. and a yeah. smaller deal. You'll have the ability to do, uh, you know, more of it and get more hands-on and, and learn by learn through failing, right. Yeah. Which is the best way to learn. Yeah. That's, the, that's how I'm, how I understand a lot of this business is because I was like hands-on and, you know, I didn't have, I didn't partner with somebody at first that knew what they were doing and we were new to it. So yeah. I just learned by doing. Yeah. Well, here's the second thing actually to touch on. I wouldn't call it like a struggle, but the reason for the hundred plus thing is you have the property management. Well, they'll eat that up all day. They'll take a hundred units. Sure. It'll add a huge, you know, it adds to the portfolio. And then you have the property management that's residential. Now there seems to be a gap between like 20 and 50 because they're usually like mom and pop owned. Yeah, there's a gap. So you can either self-manage or, I mean, there, there are management companies though, and, and they might not be the best, but you can, there are ones you can find that will do oh, it. Of course. Um, especially if it's like a larger company that you have a relationship with and they want future business from you, they might take it on. 
Um, if it's near a property that they already own, like a larger property they own and manage, they can share staff potentially. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, you're right. It is hard to find a management company, but they're out there. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Well, David, I appreciate it. You know, taking the time out of your day, you are, you're killing it, man. And it's, I'm going to touch on this. I'm 23. You're what? 24, right? It's 24. So I have people come up to me, even as just, just a real estate agent. They're like, wow, you're 23. You're doing so much, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't think you need to go meet David. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, I mean, it's, it's all good. Like wherever I think, I would say this, everyone's exactly where they're supposed to be. No, of course. Right. I mean, certain things, if, if things went differently for me, I could see myself being a couple of years behind where I'm at now. Right. Like, I mean, I was in the right time in the right place a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of times. And, and the biggest thing was I was active. Like I put in the work and hustled so that I was in the right time, in the right place. So, yeah. you know, Absolutely. anything I can do, you guys can do. And anybody listening, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm nothing special, dude. I just put in the work, bro. You just did it. <laughs> I just did it. Who knew? All those books. That was the one thing. I started off and reading these books and shit, doing all this stuff. You got to implement the fucking things. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I haven't listened to a podcast in the past year because I'm just like, I'm working. I'm like yeah. going at it. And I, you know, I should, I know I should read more books. I mean, the smartest people like Warren Buffett read yeah. book a day. I mean, you know, but I mean, right now I'm in, uh, I'm in like focus mode on business and, and grinding and, and continuing to learn and excel and grow in the business. So, um, you know, sometimes you got to put down the book, skip the conference and freaking find a deal and yeah. buy it. Go do it. Make yeah. it happen. Absolutely. All right. So that's shameless plug. Anything you want to say before, before we get off here? Yeah. Anyone uh, want to get into multifamily? The first step is learning how to analyze deals. Go to my website, uh, obsidiancapitalco.com. Obsidian is spelled O-B-S-I-D-I-A-N. Uh, or search up David Tupin, you know, it should come up. Uh, I have a deal analyzer, a free one and a paid one. Yeah, it's 250 bucks for the paid one. It'll help you analyze a uh, multifamily deal start to finish. That's what I'm turning into the software uh, in the next six, seven months. Uh, and I have YouTube videos that show you how to use it. So that's the yeah. first step for anyone looking to get a multifamily. If you don't know the numbers, <laughs> you are not getting anywhere. You need to know no. the numbers. Absolutely. And I mean, you just made like this hour long video, literally in depth using that analyzer i did yeah i, I just made a brand new one yeah. so i watched it <laughs> but uh love it dude thanks but yeah honestly and obviously whatever the website and everything you just said on like all the podcast websites and youtube i'll have all his links to his stuff in the description of those things as well so you guys go check them out so awesome david oh, follow i appreciate me on it. instagram too follow me on instagram real estate jedi <laughs> yeah, you have like like a shit ton of followers <laughs> Growing, man. credibility Ooh, man. credibility it's awesome well i appreciate it man i appreciate taking the time out of your day to be on here it was a great great conversation so and you're killing it keep killing it get those i said thousand you're like now nah, we're going for two thousand so go get those two thousand units i know i don't even have any doubt so you're gonna kill it man i appreciate it love it bro thank you awesome take it easy thank you for listening to today's episode of the open door real estate podcast Brought to you by Barnett Capital, where every Monday, we will be opening the doors to the minds of those who own multiple doors. You can find all past and future podcasts at barnettcapitalco.com forward slash podcast or facebook.com forward slash barnettcapitalco. Thanks for listening.